hello. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. Hi. If you're a first-time listener, Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it will reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played through 3-1 Turnabout Memories, which is the first case of the third Ace Attorney game, Trials and Tribulations. Uh, this game is also the finale of the tr- original trilogy uh, that focuses on Phoenix Wright. Uh, this case is, again, like most first cases, a tutorial uh, where it hopefully Teaches the gameplay mechanics to new players who might not have played previous games in the series. And uh, Takumi goes into a little bit of this on his blogs that I've been reading, where he says, like, hey, I got to do this every game because there's always a chance that somebody new is playing for the first time. So we got to teach them the bare essentials of this game. Uh, But this is a little bit more involved. Uh, And it was interesting. uh, He got a mandate. Uh, from his producer that said this game has to have five episodes and also that each episode individually has to have less volume. Uh, So they, they wanted to spread out the content instead of, you know, four larger cases, they wanted to have five cases and make each one a little bit smaller. Uh, So that actually ends up making a slightly longer tutorial case than usual. Uh, or at least I kind of felt it was a little bit longer than mm-hmm. uh, than the average tutorial case. Uh, so here's the thing. We've made some jokes about how uh, there's no way that Phoenix could get hit on the head by a fire extinguisher again. And we were indeed correct. There is no way that that could have happened again. It could <laughs> still was, happen. I was prepared for him to get hit by a bus. <laughs> Instead, we play as Mia Fey, uh, Phoenix's mentor. Uh, who we originally met right at the start of game one, and who was tragically murdered. Uh, And instead, we're getting to see her second case that she has ever taken in court. Uh, And she's very nervous about it. But uh, we've already, we're we're already getting some, uh, like, story beats getting laid out for us that will form the foundation for all of game three here with this tutorial case. Mia and her mentor, Marvin Grossberg, uh, are at court to defend somebody who's a college student. Their name, I'm not sure if I'm reading this right. F- Phoenix, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, so you're defending Phoenix, right? Uh, because he's accused of murdering a fellow student named Doug Swallow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Which, oh, honestly. Oh, boy, Doug, he swallow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we're just, I assume that that's just a pun setting up for later in the case, uh, about, uh, with, with, with the, how things go. Uh, the general gist is he's been electrocuted, uh, and Phoenix has been accused of pushing him into a live downed, uh, electrical wire, uh, high power lines that go into a laboratory at the college. Just like the talking at. heads say, he's a real live wire. yep uh and uh his motive according to the prosecution who is of course winston Payne, the rookie killer he's here with his full head of hair uh he claims that the reason for this uh murder is jealousy because phoenix's current girlfriend dahlia hawthorne uh was previously seeing uh doug eight months before this murder uh so we get into things and we get to see Phoenix, who has got a cold and he's wearing his mask. He's very, very good about that. He's wearing his mask while he's sick, which I appreciate. Phoenix came down with COVID-19. <laughs> it's 2003 wearing... at best. It was 2016 because canonically Ace Attorney takes place in the future. <laughs> we oh, we talked about this. It's the year uh, 1994. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's also wearing a very goofy looking pink sweater with a big yellow P on it uh, in a heart. Uh, 
and he loves taking his cold medicine, Cold Killer X. Booth loves cold medicine. Yo, it's very funny. He's Phoenix like, I'm Wright's... a big fan of Cold Killer X. Yo, Phoenix Shake Wright con- confirmed lean fan. <laughs> uh, These are pills. These are clearly pills. So I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, we get a couple stages to this. Uh, one is which you have to prove what happened to Doug at all, uh, which is kind of a weird situation. Uh, I guess it's a tutorial case, obviously, but Mia has to prove that Doug was electrocuted in the first place, even though his autopsy report says he was electrocuted. And there was a live wire dangling in the photograph of his dead body. But the whole court is like, how did he die? (laughs) Uh, And you have to point that out. Says on the thing. (laughs) 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 And uh, then you get a brief uh, recess. And then uh, during the recess, then, as you get to come back in, uh, we meet Dahlia Hawthorne, uh, Phoenix's current girlfriend, who uh, just wraps the whole courtroom around her finger. Uh, She's just so sweet that everybody uh, is instantly convinced that she could not have done anything awful. Uh, But Mia seems to already be aware of who Dahlia is. The player's not aware of this at the moment, but they're like, huh, what's going on here? And, uh, then she is also like, you know what? I got a, I got a grudge, Dahlia. Uh, and what comes to light is that there was another murder uh, in the courthouse eight months ago. Huh. Coincidences. It's interesting. Why do people uh, keep getting murdered in this courthouse? <laughs> Multiple uh, lawyers. Was, yeah. Uh, somebody was poisoned with uh poison poison was put in their coffee and they died in this courthouse and it's revealed that that was mia's boyfriend at the time uh and that he was poisoned and somehow they could never figure out who did it but mia suspects dahlia was part of it and you as you push through the rest of the case here you are essentially proving two cases at once one that dahlia was there and did poison uh, Mia's boyfriend, and then pawned off the poison uh, vial to Phoenix in the form of a little cute necklace that he cherishes so deeply because he's just infatuated with her. He just thinks Dahlia's the best, uh, madly in love with her, uh, he says at one point, and the judge goes, <laughs> that's a whole fashioned for you to say, Phoenix, <laughs> which is very funny coming from the judge. Yeah, um, how dare he? And uh, and then, yes, also then proving that Dahlia was the one who killed Doug as well in the current case. And so you you kind of link these uh, two parts together. And Phoenix is not convinced of your arguments, unfortunately. And in a very goofy turn of events, he swallows the necklace. He doesn't he doesn't just swallow it. He actively states that he chews it. Yeah, he chews it up. Which is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard Phoenix Wright say. (laughs) Closely followed by some other stuff that he says in this case. (laughs) Uh, So he swallows this as, because he's he's just convinced that there's no way she could have, Dahlia could have done these awful, awful things. So he swallows the necklace, chews it up, and everybody starts to freak out. They're like, oh no. You just swallowed a necklace that could have trace amounts of poison in it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, uh, the very last piece of evidence is using the cold killer X, which were poisoned cold, uh, cold pills. And, uh, you know, you threaten, uh, pain. You're like, well, pain, if you're so convinced that Dahlia, uh, didn't poison these, why don't you try them? And he's like, no, and in his very dramatic fashion, uh, the screen flashes white, like the background goes all white, and it starts, it does like a very anime like fade, you know, in, and his hair just gets shredded away, you know, as, as he is blown back by uh, Mia's uh, decisive evidence. Uh, so, yeah, and then at the very end, Phoenix says, hey, thanks for, you know, uh, proving me innocent, Mia. I appreciate that. You've really inspired me. Uh, I'm studying to, in addition to studying art, I'm also studying to be a lawyer. Uh, just, you know, on the side here. And uh, I want to be a lawyer like you one day. 
Because I gotta help my friend. Uh, and that's kind of where we leave things off then. Uh, but yeah, this was, uh, I think, coming back to this one, I thought this was a pretty fun tutorial case overall, personally. Uh, I really enjoyed playing it on the stream there. Um, I guess, Desi, coming back to it this time, did you also, like, find it just as good as before? Yeah, I think it's a really good tutorial case. I think Phoenix is extremely cute in this. Mm-hmm. And I really like him in his front-facing sprite. <laughs> I think his hair is really cute. Is this the uh, first front-facing sprite we've seen of him? Uh, I think so. There might be a profile image, maybe, for him that we've seen at one point in, like, the evidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but other than, but yeah, no, this is really, like, the first time we're actually seeing a front-facing sprite for yeah, him. Yeah, he's mostly three-quarters. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Rose, what did you uh, have a good time with this case? I had a delightful time. I was I was ready for the fire extinguisher. Multiple people were trying to convince me that that was exactly <laughs> what was going to happen, is it was going to be another fire extinguisher. And if it had happened, I would not have been surprised. I do want to say that. I was convinced enough. Um, but it was wonderful. I was so excited when I realized I was Mia. Um... And I felt like this case gave her, like, the personality that she was missing before. Because you're basically, right. like, you meet her. Like, obviously Phoenix knows her. But, like, the player meets her and is like, all right, sensei, you know? And then she instantly dies, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Which, Second case in. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I like... Think she still has personality. Like, we get to encounter her several times later I, in the game. I do not feel like she has a lot of personality in those encounters. I'm gonna be real with you. We saw she, the movie. We know that she had, she has way I more personality than that look, one. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody look me in the eyes. We can't talk about the movie right now. Okay, okay fair we'll, enough. We'll get there. We'll get there. There's gonna be a bonus um, episode. <laughs> uh, but I I enjoyed it. I I had the moment I've laughed the most out loud so far in Ace Attorney um, in this case. And it's when I realized that Phoenix is that guy you went to high school with who thinks that girls do not poop. <laughs> God, I fucking... Yeah. You all know him? You know him? You can picture him? Everybody think about him? Where is he? Has he learned... Maybe not, but I re- <laughs> I have had multiple conversations with boys at my high school con- trying to convince them that no, girls do poop. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> everyone Wait. poops. Haven't you read the children's book? Rose, we're going to talk about this off pod because I went to your high school and I need to know who didn't uh, think that girls. You were not one of the people. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad I passed that very low to the ground bar. <laughs> Um, I just, I laughed so hard. I had to put the DS down. It was, mm-hmm. it was so good. Um, this is so infatuated with her. Oh, also his little, like, you know, the, like, X face, the full, like, yeah, yeah, the little, like, XD face. That's the most, like, early 2000s thing I can imagine. And it was very funny to see it when he sneezes. Right. I yeah. think the most yeah, yeah. early 2000 things about this case is when Mia Faye say, I guess we know whose milkshake brings all the boys to the That's yard. Ra- oh, she did say that, yeah, didn't she? she? She does make a reference. Oh my god. <laughs> was... like, they say, they literally say Harlem Shake in this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Grossberg keeps bringing up his hemorrhoids in okay. this. I yeah. just do wish he died. Oh, my hemorrhoids are doing the Harlem Shake, and it's like, Grossberg, I'm begging you <laughs> to shut the thing. fuck up. <laughs> Weirdly enough, still not the most annoying NPC catchphrase in this game. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? That's the worst. Um, the guy who spoke in Leet Speak. I, yeah, I don't forget. I mean, Salmonella deserves to die, but yeah. Yeah, that guy, that guy, um, <laughs> the clown. The clown, yeah, that's fair. The clown too. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, who else uh-huh. did I really hate? Oh, you all know who it is. It's the, the 
the doctor. Air quotes, Dr. Hottie. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy's the worst guy. So, like, Grossberg's just kind of like, okay, Average. Grandpa. He's gross. That's, you know, he's... Yeah. I, like, I don't know. He was kind of cute, like supporting supporting me. I was like, oh, he was just cute like literally until that. Yeah, like literally. I mean, there's probably there's something there's someone he something. Let me think about this sentence before I say it. Is that there's probably something that someone could say about Grossberg's attitude during this case, and the things that he says, and how that doesn't portray a very kind portrait of people. I would say of of his stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. listen. His his name is Grossberg. He's gross. Just, you know, I, it's 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 not a great. I mean, I realize that all names in Ace Attorney are puns, but it's it's still not a great one. Like, it, we're making a fat joke here, you know? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm immediately jumping to it was about the hemorrhoids the entire time because it's gross of him to talk about that. The thing but... about it though is that he never mentioned them in the first game. Yeah, they added that in for this game. They didn't added they? it in just because they thought that he needed he something. Got a he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I was he gonna did, say, he right, got well, better. listen, we can't talk about hemorrhoids this entire podcast. We can't. Right? Let's move okay. on. Mia was cute. She had some cute animations. Yes, love it. Uh, there, there. Uh, I when we streamed the case the other day, uh, Iro did mention uh kind of an ongoing theme with ace attorney which is as soon as you become the play as soon as a character becomes the playable character uh their iq drops by like 20 or 30 points because you start having to you know be the one solving things for them mia can have all the answers for the last two games and be the one who's like come on phoenix you know believe in yourself here's the crucial piece of evidence but now, you know, granted, we are going back in time to when she was an earlier attorney. But uh, also now she's like, I don't know how to do court. And it's like, well, <laughs> you are in court. You've, you've been in court now twice. So At well, least once. It gave this us, is the second time. It gave us the option where where Grossberg is like, hey, do you need a little more help? And you can either be like, yeah, talk me through this. Or you can be like, no, I'm mm-hmm. good. And I don't know what happens if you click, yeah, talk me through this, but I imagine it wastes a little more of my time, and I <laughs> knew what incorrect. I was doing. It walks you through things a little bit more step by step, but uh, yeah, eventually, um, some later games will actually get to the point where the game will straight up ask you, do you want a tutorial? And you can say yes or no, uh, and you can just jump right into starting your first cross-examination without having your assistant walk you through every step you know what i mean i would want a tutorial if i knew the game was giving me new mechanics that wasn't in other phoenix Wright games but Mm -hmm. i know for sure that this one plays almost exactly like all the other ones so i'm not too worried (laughs) about like if because i know that in like the 3d ones with uh that fucking magician or whatever there's like <laughs> it's like no all right i know there's a magician but fuck the magician i'm trying to think of, no so like before i even started playing any ace attorney game i on a whim bought like one of the 3ds ones where he like mm-hmm. came back and like i there was like an emotion sensing thing and i was like this seems like cheating to use in court <laughs> um <laughs> The point uh, is, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there I, yeah. This is, I'm jumping over leaps and bounds of shit. So what I'm saying here is, um, I like, I don't think the tutorial is necessary. I was like, Marvin, take a fucking hike. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to imagine that deep down, no one knows what they're doing in court. And that's why we get to see me as an t- internal monologue go. I don't know how sure. to do this. You know, I like that interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Miles also- doesn't know. The judge, we know Miles doesn't know. He's faking it. The judge, I'm good, glad to see the judge, A, looks exactly the same, and B, has been pulling this shit forever, because multiple times, like, Mia is like, <laughs> F- your honor, go fuck yourself. Like, she gets really mad at him in her internal <laughs> yeah. monologue for being, like, super unfair. And I was like, finally, finally! <laughs> somebody what, what did y'all think of mia's bit in which uh whenever phoenix would get really really lovey-dovey about dahlia that mia would start to get angry and like slap grossberg around and like elbow him <laughs> and be like oh this is t- 
too like this is too cutesy for even me i gotta and she just like flails her arms around her or something because every single time phoenix would do something cute and be like oh i love my dahlia my sweet sweet dahlia then ghost would be like please oh mia stop hitting me oh i'm begging you (laughs) well the whole time it was happening i was like ah this bit is gonna get explained later and it kind of did, because you find out that Dahlia murdered her boyfriend. Right. So, I guess it makes yeah. sense. I thought, um, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, I thought I was being heteropilled for a second, and I was supposed to imply <laughs> that Mia had, like, a crush on Phoenix or some shit, and then I found out her boyfriend, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes oh, sense. <laughs> that hurts me, Tiago. Listen, I listen. I told you it was not great for me either. Like, trust me. I I thought this game was trying to imply that thing because you know how in like Shonen Jump things like, oh, the girl has a crush on the guy, but then the guy gets cute right. with someone else, so she hits somebody else, and yeah. Marvin's yeah. like right there, and I was just like getting some real Sakura Haruno vibes or whatever. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, and then it occurred to me that Mia's upset because her boyfriend died and this is a murderer. <laughs> yeah, this is the murderer who got away and she wants to try to find a way to pin her, you know. Um, I think that, uh, I think it's fine. I do enjoy this case a lot. I had a good time with it. Um, I don't, I mean, Winston Payne's still there. I miss his pompadour. I wish he still had it. <laughs> well, here's something really fun. Uh, again, I uh, was doing some reading, uh, and this has all been translated. Uh, I always got to plug them because they, they do great work. Uh, Gyakuten Saiban Library blogspot. Uh, they have translated a lot of Takumi's blogs about the development of the game. And uh, he writes that an inevitable idea popped up in me when I saw the Auchi, which is Payne's Japanese name, of five years ago that the designer had drawn. So the designer drew old style you know, older, uh, or excuse me, younger pain with the pompadour. And, uh, Takumi says, you know, let's have Auchi lose his hair as his damage, damage animation this time. And Iwamoto, the character designer goes, what? But that takes a lot of labor. Fool. Where are you going to pour all that effort in? If not this. Iwamoto goes, you do like these ideas with hair, don't you? What? <laughs> do, do you have some complex about hair, Takumi? And Takumi Again, he's recording his own conversations, writes that he says, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So he's admitting. (laughs) The hair on Ouchie's head flying off whenever he takes damage. It looked fantastic once they had finished the animation. However, this led to one big problem. It was really hard to see all the hairs flying off with the prosecutor's bench as the background. But it would be a waste not to use this animation after they had put all that time into it. So they, uh deployed this white background effect instead so they said okay we're going to for the first time apparently this was the first time they'd ever done this made the entire background white within the courtroom while still having the character sprites and text box up and they that's how they uh decided to accomplish this effect uh and make sure that it was very clear and it it it's very very anime uh it's very you know uh black and white pencil drawing of the character you know getting blown away <laughs> yeah uh i really i really do like it a lot i'm really glad they went to all the effort for that animation now that i now that i think about it they never did that in any other game and i think to myself what would it look like if von karma was like the background went white and every time he like banged his head into the gavel it like turned black for like a frame or something not, like, a, like <laughs> that would have been kind of cool that would have been kind of cool yeah Y'all, y'all want to make it a turny <laughs> a fan, a fan turn? Oh, so here's something I was thinking about. One, how come I've never seen a mod where you get to play as Mia as the entire time, like during the games? It would like you would just replace like in my. What's up? My understanding is that uh, obviously these games have been on the DS and 3DS. Hard to mod. Very that's, rare to that's mod, mod fair. those games. That's so, fair. Yeah, you would have even, to like... Now, the PC games, you can get these games on PC now, the remakes, and uh, my understanding is there are some mods there, but they are typically more just aesthetic stuff, like changing the texts, uh, the fonts, the objection, you know, graphics, that sort of thing. Music, 
Uh, I've, I've seen some of that kind of stuff out there, but I, I don't know if anybody's done anything quite like that. I imagine that would be a decent amount of work. Yeah. Uh, to be to be completely honest, but uh... it just seems like something I would have seen by now. Like mm-hmm. like I I feel like every time a Zelda game comes out, there's always a mod where you get to play as Zelda. <laughs> so like... I mean, I feel like with this. Well, look how long it took him to get the full Ocarina of Time onto off of the N sixty four cart onto the computer. They just did it perfectly, like this year. Did they? Yeah, they. Uh, we can't can't get too off topic on this, but essentially, there has been a uh, deconstruction, open source deconstruction of the ROM of Ocarina of Time, and now you can play it natively on PC in like four K sixty FPS, essentially without any emulation. Widescreen, baby. So. There's some cool stuff going on there in in the mod scene. I, they've done it for now for Mario 64 and for Zelda. Uh, so, anyway. uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we can't yeah. go too, too deep into the mod <laughs> scene, because mod, otherwise mod, modding, bring up... It's cool. Modding <laughs> is, is a neat thing. Um, I can't... Some of the other stuff from Takumi's blog posts about this first case, unfortunately, wraps around to later stuff, so I can't get into it too much. Um... But one very funny tidbit that I found here is, uh, again, Takumi writing down conversations that he had with his producer uh, and also the character designer, Iwamoto. And uh, Iwamoto comes up to him and says, you promised us that you'd have fewer characters this time, right? And uh, Takumi goes, of course we have fewer of them. And Iwamoto says, well, how do you explain this list? And he holds up a sheet of paper with a list of all the characters in game three, which is the longest list in the entire series. Oh, Takumi I'm... goes, oh, no, oh, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> oh, that's strange. I'm, I'm sure I paid attention to the number of characters. You may have might have paid attention to the number of characters, but not to the number of variations. Takumi goes, the variations? Like this one. The name of the character might be the same, but they wear different clothes. That practically counts as different characters in our files. <laughs> so, uh, Yikes. Takumi goes, oh. <laughs> and, uh. So there's, it goes on and on like this, but basically uh, it ends up Takumi brags then at the end that even though they had this confrontation that he still added three or four more characters after all this. <laughs> yeah, why stop? Fuck it. Add some more. But uh, but yeah, like having Phoenix in his regular clothes and then Phoenix in his young Phoenix, you know, in his college outfit, you know, that counts as that's still taking up sprite space. You know, that's that's just more characters. Uh, it's not like it's somehow... Uh, is less space because they're still both labeled Phoenix, right? You know what I mean? And when the cartridge space is so precious, uh, they talked multiple times about how, like, if you notice for the intro for this, uh, the anim, the only real animation that's going on in that intro is just that Phoenix and Doug are slightly rotating Mm -hmm. and it's zooming in just a little bit the whole time. Uh, they did a lot of tricks like that where it's like, that's just two sprites but we're just going to make them move just a little bit and rotate them to like create these visual tricks that will make them seem more interactive when really we're just, we're just using two sprites here, you know, and then mixing them together. Uh, so uh, as we get further through the game, uh, we'll see some of these characters. And again, the excised case from game two shows up here. Well, we so won't we see will Doug see Swallow. That. But yeah, no more Doug Swallow. He's gone. He's gone. Unfortunately. And Dahlia Hawthorne, hopefully. Oh. You, they didn't spend all that time on those sprite variations for nothing. Wait, you think that Dahlia Hawthorne's gonna come back? Fucking. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if we actually went over it, but like, in the, so like, yeah, Dahlia Hawthorne poisoned Mia's boyfriend lawyer and then mm-hmm. gave the bottle to Phoenix and Phoenix kept it for like six months. He's every really day, stupid. Yeah. every day, and he was she showing would it to ask people for it and be like, <laughs> "Can I have it back, please?" And he goes, "Ha ha, no!" And it's like, Phoenix, my guy. I would simply give it back immediately and then not get accused of murder. I mean, we'd all simply not get accused of murder by not, but like, I'm just like, Phoenix, buddy. Phoenix, you're going still to... simping in the courtroom. That's like. It's kind incredi- of just all of it. It's just like <laughs> eight simping months. In the courtroom. Eight months of someone asking me the same thing once a day, every day, would affect my psyche. Like I, I can't. Like this man is so goddamn dense. I, just, 
I'm just amazed. He's an, art, he's an art student. He's high as hell. He's sleep deprived. I was going to say. Ten finals due tomorrow. I was thinking to myself. <laughs> three like... all nighters in a row and then cried in his professor's office. What kind of artist do you think Phoenix is? Uh, it's tough. Right? Mixed media. Mixed, mixed he's, media. <laughs> he's un, he's undeclared. He hasn't chosen his major yet. I would love like to see like a paper mache bust of uh, Miles Edward. <laughs> like, and the paper that he's using is like court records. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Dahlia just like, hey Phoenix, why do all your drawings of me look like your childhood elementary school friend? <laughs> oh my god but like we all he's so dolly, dense he's real that talk, dense probably dolly probably straight up went like hey your art doesn't look good you should try something else honey <laughs> that's why you wow. i mean she's, right. yeah you're she's right. toxic she's the yeah, most she's... toxic motherfucker she's, she's literally... literally toxic she poisoned somebody did you yeah, try yeah. to poison phoenix <laughs> yeah and he's and he's just so Madly in love with her the whole poop. time. Yeah, <laughs> she's she could do no wrong. It's just, oh man. Also, it, how the fuck do you get poison inside of a pill? Like, I there I, mean, are, I don't know. Maybe there she are just several ways. I was thinking that she legit just doused them in the poison. Like she just put the poison in there, shook up, shook up the bottle like a soda. <laughs> yeah, so, probably. I mean. There's definitely ways. Like, if you have a pill press, obviously you can just do that. Um, right. Also, some types of pills are capsules. They're not, like, oh, yeah, true. pills. But right, I, 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 just I can't, inject it or I can't imagine Cold Killer X being one of those types of capsules. It was a little unclear. I mean, listen, once the seal's broken, you can... It just up medication. Anything it, is possible. I just Yay. think that like Cold Killer X reads to me as a store bought brand, like like Nyquil or some shit. Like I don't think these are the types of capsules that you pick up from a pharmacist with a prescription. This is just like some shit you could buy to mix in with your Sprite. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they look like pills. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely tablets. They were tablets, but they were uh, tablets. They weren't capsules. So exactly. So like if there are tablets, like what the fuck would you inject it? Like and I'm... it's also insane. No, like... I imagine you would take a poison and you would probably get it in a powder form and just toss it in and shake it up. I also love the idea that Dahlia also stole a stole a pill press. Like from <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well listen, it's Doug works in pharmacology, so it's implied to be liquid, which would yeah. support the tablet theory. If it's powder you know, there's obviously you can pill press it or you can just put it in the capsules. Chicago Tylenol murders anybody. Um, she was going to poison Phoenix's lean and that's what I was going to. All right. I'm, that's my two allotted lean jokes. No more. Yeah. You've made, you you made them all. <laughs> Anyways, no, I think she'll be back because she had several different animation groups. Do you want to bet? I, I Yes. I think it, she seems very familiar to me for a character who's only in one case. But on the she other hand, she straight up says that she won this time. She'll be back. I yeah, bet one dollar that she will <laughs> okay. not come back. All right. I just all think right. that a she said I'll be back, and b like okay, I, there's got to be a reason that this is the tutorial case aside from the fact that it slapped. It was awesome. I, I think she's getting the fucking chair. I don't. I, okay, I think the judge. I, mean, I, oh, I think. The, I think the judge wasn't happy that he was tricked once again. Could the judge kill such a beautiful? Hey, you tricked me, young lady. Chair. <laughs> My dad, the judge, would never. No, he'd forget about the chair and be like, "So what do we do? We put her in a corner for a couple hours." All you gotta do is it? hand him your business card. Thank you. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, I, no, I think she'll be back to you, girl. I'll take you. I'll take that dollar from you later. Whoa! Okay. Hey, I might be getting a dollar later. Okay, if she doesn't come back, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll Venmo you a dollar right let's now. Let's be clear. Let's set the parameters. She okay. is not coming back this game. Game three. Mm, no, 
I think she will be back this game in game three. Okay, so I'll be putting one dollar on the table on my bet. <laughs> okay, what? I'm putting a dollar on the table. All right. All right. And whoever wins receives one American dollar. All right. Deal. Okay. Um, we shake on it. So, we shake on it. Uh, I, uh, let's see here. Uh, for the rest of this case, then, as we are, uh, I guess as we're wrapping up here, um, what did, uh, I guess, what did y'all think of the music here? Because we got a new batch, basically, of music. We got new objection theme. New pursuit theme, new courtroom theme. Uh, did any of them jump out to you? Because personally, this is one of my favorite courtroom themes uh, in the entire trilogy. Music slaps, but the original cornered theme is still the best, in my opinion. <laughs> Nothing will ever top it. I know. I <laughs> think it's going to take me another case before I can really uh, like solidify what I think. Of yeah, all the marinated tracks. in it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I did notice in the the corner theme for this game that tambourine it's back. is back. And I want to <laughs> shout out to that tambourine because it rules. Shout out to tambourine. Because Mia's there. Mia's the tambourine? It's the mystic Mia. Oh, tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was in the last game, too. Yeah, because but... they're... Because... They had a whole thing about it with the um, spirit mediums and stuff. Oh, I, I thought it was in all of them. So, uh, again, something to keep uh, in mind here is that uh, we, this is a new composer again. Uh, so we had different composers for game one, different composer for game two, and now for game three here, now we've switched to uh, Noriyuki Iwadare, uh, who... Uh, uh, composes some other uh, games then as well, uh, including the Investigations uh, games and uh, Game 5 and 6 then as well. So there's 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 like a, a, a small like handful of composers who are all kind of shuffling around here uh, for these Ace Attorney games. But uh, I just thought I should make note of that here that uh, we've we've swapped composers again. I yeah, it's gonna take a little bit for me to like really soak in the melodies because honestly, like for game two, I can't actually list a track that I really enjoyed besides Pearl's theme, and I'm like, I legit can't even remember the other themes. That's the problem. It's like, do you like track. listen to them so much because of just playing the game that it yeah. just becomes like a part of the background? I even though it's really good. It. A bunch of times on the stream, and also I think at least once or twice on the podcast, how like underwatery the like questioning tracks felt. Mm -hmm. And I did, I did actually really quite like all three of the courtroom tracks. Not like the obviously the first game's like like action theme is like mm -hmm. like it's I so definitely I think good. of them as like normal courtroom, courtroom two, courtroom three, and like courtroom three is the one where you got them, you know. Right, right. Mm, yeah. Um, and then there's, like, the medium one in between. I want to just... listen to the songs, but, like, on Spotify, they have the album group by, like, Trilogy, so I'm like, if I listen to this, I want to get spoiled on the third game, and I can't have that. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> I'm careful. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, I'm once, actively once not listening to it, so, which is why I'm like... <laughs> I've... Yeah, once we get through the third game here, then uh, we can kind of go back through... Like, once we get to the end uh, of the last case of Game 3 here, I do want to kind of go back and look at the trilogy as a whole and see how we feel about it, like, cohesively as all as a, as a unit. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Game 1, again, was Masakazu Sugimori. Then Game 2 was uh, Akemi Kimura. And then he still did some uh, stuff, you know, some sound effects and that sort of thing as well. But then, yeah, then Noriyuki Oedari takes over for 3 here. So it is, I think it's really, like, I think it's really special that Ace Attorney has already built, like, such a comprehensive musical identity for itself by game three in the series that different composers can pop in for each game and already kind of slot in 
with very similar vibes while, you know, still putting their own spin on things. Yeah. Uh, but like nothing feels like wildly out of place here. You know, none of these tracks are like, oh, wow, this doesn't sound like an Ace Attorney song. Yeah. like <laughs> You know, like it, it all really coheres. Yeah. If you told me that these are all the same composer, I would have believed it. Believed you. Believed you. I would have believed my beloved, you. my beloved Tiago. Beloved <laughs> <laughs> um, Tiago. I so like th- th- we're th- married. Th- <laughs> That's right, we are. We're, we're married. We're not. Yep. Podcast married. We're podcast married in this sweet little po- polycast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna switch topics. Yeah, I'm gonna do it in a very organic way by saying I'm gonna switch topics. Um, there's something that I was thinking about during this case that I only started thinking about during this case as opposed to the other games was, um, so in this, like, Ace Attorney series, how talk sprites work is that the character's mouth moves up and down and they open it, and then, like, the audio that plays with the accompanying text is like, and they all have, like, some characters have, like, different, what? They have unique sounds. Yeah, some characters have unique sounds. And I was like, huh, this is way more preferable to me than, like, other visual novels I've played recently, where the characters talk, and I wonder why. And, the, like, I guess the reason it occurred to me was the fact that, like, some visual novels have, like, speech, like, a person is re- doing a recorded line, and, and, the, mm-hmm. and, like, the sprite is also moving with it. And I'm just like, I actually don't like this for some reason, and I can't explain why, but I prefer an Ace Attorney where they just had the d sound. Because that Thankfully, makes they me feel keep better. that in all of the games. Yeah, so it, never, was... it doesn't become voice acted? No. no. Thank, Thank God. God. There's I... voice acted cutscenes later on. It's too on, much dialogue. The game itself yeah. is, yeah, they keep the I... noise. I hate voice acted. Um, almost, like, obviously, like, some stuff, like, some games require voice acting, but, like, for a visual Your imagination novel style when thing, you hear Phoenix scream yeah. is always different I... than somebody else's. I read faster than the voice actor can talk. Right. And I, it frustrates me immensely. I'm like, shut, shut up. <laughs> I'm faster. <laughs> I know more than you. Yeah. I, but... <laughs> that's my one skill is I read fast. I don't do it well, but I do do it fast. Yeah. I was playing another game where like there was voice active dialogue and like they were presenting me to me in a text box, but I just put it on a setting where like, as soon as I open up the box, the entire text would be displayed to me. So I could just right. read it all there while they were talking. And then by the time I was done, they were still talking and I was like, cool. So great. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, that in the, uh, it sounds like the way that Takumi has described uh, how he writes his scripts is that uh, he not only can like determine when he's writing the script, you know, and it's getting put into, into the code of the actual game, uh, what whether they're using the deeper bloops or the higher pitched bloops, but he can also uh, say like this text should go slow or this should go fast. This text should go and then have a boom and a pause and then continue the rest of the you know dialogue box. Uh, he has a lot of control over the pacing and when like music would stop in the middle of a text box or or something like that. Sometimes you might notice, uh, I don't know if anybody's picked up on this, like sometimes the text box, they will start to say part of a sentence, like, and say a piece of evidence will pop up in the middle of it. Uh, Sometimes it'll pop up right at the start. Like they have a lot of control over the nuance of both the pacing of the dialogue and the evidence items and the music and sound effects that are all integrated with that. And that really does help, I think, to kind of give you the, like effect of somebody speaking without actually using dialogue you know you can you can tell that somebody could be like saying a line and then they slow down at the end uh or that they you know blurt something out really quickly because the text just all comes out at once uh and i think that's i think that's a really neat touch and it It, uh makes these games feel more alive as a result yeah I, i going off of what ben said like when um old bag starts ranting and the text just keeps going and going and going and going rather than doing a text box and then a pause and then a text box and then a pause like everybody else does when they're talking normally. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, good th- th- there's, I, I believe there's like little things like Mia talks 
uh, a little bit faster than Grossberg. Grossberg's dialogue comes out a little bit slower, you know, things like that. Uh, it's it's subtle, but I think it adds to the overall uh, flavor of the experience. Yeah, that's good shit. I like it when um, they work the little detail stuff and like that. Adding you know? character to text-based game. Yeah. Also, um, it, um, it reminds me of Mega Man Battle Network because I think they have kind of a similar texting pattern where it's mm-hmm. like dialogue that goes but like some characters have higher pitched ones, sometimes they have lower, sometimes it goes slower, sometimes it goes fast, yada yada. It's Cat-com. a little bit like in um in Animal Crossing too, like how animalese is like mm-hmm. it's uh, like they make like a little system a little for it to make it sound like very natural language. So that like right. it's still like blah 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 blah, but you can it feels more natural to your ears. Wait, isn't it actually like if I recall correctly, Animal Crossing language is, um, when they say a word, they say each letter of the word in a really high, fast pitch, and that's what makes it sound like the word. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not sure exactly how it's constructed, do, but there are syllables or something. Yeah, they do something the... that's based off of what they're, like, what the word is. Yeah, because when they say Tiago, it's just, they're saying T-I-A-G-O really fast. Yeah, I don't know exactly what filters they put it through but i know they they do do that and i know there's a different one in japanese mm-hmm. they oh, put yeah. it through a different set of filters yeah different phonetic yeah, yeah sounds yeah uh but yeah uh anybody else have any last thoughts for this case before we wrap up here um he is really cute. cool Phoenix cute. <laughs> Phoenix is really moe when we he we, had we to stand trust. a bike uh by king. Yeah, good for him. Uh Mia's cool. Complete Shame idiot. she's dead. <laughs> but and she's alive technically because she comes back literally all the time. She like is to, dead. I like to imagine that like <laughs> Phoenix is just chilling in the court office and like Maya's just like Mia's just possessing Maya and like watching television or some shit. <laughs> Like cable, <laughs> she's like, I gotta catch up. I mean, my catch up on my shows. Even if she's doing that, she's still dead. Yeah, like who are we to define life? Like <laughs> she's dead. Oh, she's no longer alive. I, but like when she's if she's inhabiting a spirit medium, is she not alive? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I she's drawing two a schools. hard line here. There's two schools of thought. Some might say that it's she's not alive. her. It's not her body. She doesn't have a body. She's not alive. But, but yeah, but that just means she's non-corporeal. That doesn't mean it's a state of alive. Like, I... You what? know what? This is gonna <laughs> get really existential. What I was about to say, you're getting really facade. She's, she's a ghost! No. Like, yeah, ghosts are dead, Tiago! But when she's possessing a medium, she is in a living body. Yeah, but she is not the person who... The body is alive. Like, but Maya's consciousness goes away. So there's only one consciousness that is active right are now. You still, are you still alive while you're... Do you die when you go to sleep, Tiago? That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's <laughs> I'm actively not what I'm... But that's the thing, though, is that they even established in <laughs> two, case 2-2 two, two, that it is not the same as sleeping. Because Maya is... Remember how Maya was in the box? And they yeah, were you're like... you're just unconscious. They don't say you're it's not asleep. Not she unconsciousness. just says you don't have dreams. Exactly, because you are not asleep. This is not saying that if you are asleep, you are so, dead. So are you saying that Maya dies every time she summons her sister? I'm not saying she's dead. I'm saying that she's in a state of not a lot. Like, I'm not saying she's. <laughs> why are you saying she's dead? I don't. I'm asking you. Are, is that what you're saying? So Tiago, you <laughs> I'm also, also, funnily enough, Tiago, on the witness stand, you just said, I'm not saying she's dead. I'm just saying she's in a state of unalive. <laughs> now, unalive and dead are the same thing. No, they're not. The undead are different, and we both know that. Well, that'll do it for us this week, folks. You can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod to stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the streams and YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the game. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? At, yes, this is Des on Twitter. And Tiago, where can people find you? Uh, at Tiago S. Dutra. I'm going to be tweeting a lot about a coding cohort that I'm in right now because I'm in a coding bootcamp. Also, 
I got so mad at that conversation, I instinctively just pull up, pulled out some floss and started flossing. <laughs> is that is that your nervous tick on the witness stand? I guess oh, it is animation that plays. <laughs> The theme song starts oh. to play. Yeah. Uh, and Rose, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Trom Arts on Twitter and at Rose Nonsense for my personal account. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your your favorite podcast platform. Next episode, we will be heading into the second case of Trials and Tribulations, Case 2-3, Stolen Turnabout. So if you're playing along with us, be sure to uh, start Case 2 then, or you can watch us stream it every Saturday uh, on my Twitch channel. Uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a good one. Bye. 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 This is a very respectful bye that children have to give when someone is leaving after they've been caught fighting by their parents. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm wrong. just saying. I know your fucking address, and I'm coming over. <laughs> Come over. I miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> I no. I just knew that we couldn't let. <laughs> keep doing it forever so i thought it would be no, funny just Tiago to and i won't stop it. so you need to stop us